It is Carcon Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car, I think. I'm James Van Ostel, joined uh, by Alex Quigley, who's sitting shotgun. Hey, man. Uh, I didn't believe this was possible until I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> You've just been laughing ever since you came in the car, moving the microphone around. and You guys got to understand there are these like industrial strength clips attached to these HR Geiger-looking you know, snake necks. They're black and glistening, and they, they hold these giant microphones. Like it, James has his clipped to the steering wheel. Which makes it impossible to eat. Which and you'll see that very hard to eat. I'm clipped to like the the passenger side uh, window hand, handle there. I don't know how you did this, but it sounds good. Well, thanks, and I'm glad you're here. You're you're the first official guest host on Carcon Carne. Right on. And for this week's show, uh, I came to you. Where are we? Uh, you came about three quarters of the way to me. Uh, you're, we're in Lake Zurich, and we're going to sample the Rock and Ribs uh, barbecue joint, which I believe is Rock and Ribs. Uh, LZ.com. Rockin' Ribs. I hate the name, but I walked inside and it smelled amazing. It smelled great, which is always key, because if you have a barbecue place and it don't smell good, you are doing it wrong. And here's the thing. It's in a strip mall. We're next to a Dollar Tree, a TJ Maxx. Actually, I can get all my Christmas shopping (laughs) taken care of tonight, because that's where I was planning on going. Uh, But it's a weird thing. There's an open MRI place next door at Great Clips. So it's an oddball location. It smells really good, and... They're playing up the rock theme. Uh, they were playing rock videos in there. We saw Jukebox Hero. We went Stars in. were in our eyes. Uh huh. Suzanne Vega, Tom's Diner, was actually playing when he went in, which was an uh, inspired choice. An inspired choice. Let's talk about rock and roll because we're recording this on Friday, November something. And uh, as of today, it was made official. You are the program director and midday host at WFXF 1039 The Fox. Rep in Chicagoland, uh, McHenry, Lake, Kane, DuPage, Cook, a whole bunch of counties. And, uh, again, very happy to be back on the air five days a week. And a lot of people hear this radio station. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're on the outskirts of Chicago. We're in the burbs. But you can hear this everywhere. Uh, the signal covers about 2.2 million people. So uh, we don't have a cum that size yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a uh, – they've done a great job. Ryan Wild uh, was running the station before. Uh, he left for a job in Omaha. And uh, – I was just kind of fortuitous to be in the area looking for something new. Um, you know, I'm very committed to, to Crystal Lake uh, and living there with my family. Love it out there. Looking for the right gig. And, uh, you know, the Fox, boy, you can't go you can't go places in the summertime here up and down the chain of the Fox River without hearing the Fox or Clustermate Star 105.5. They really do own the territory by doing the old school radio, the hyper local, serve your community, be everywhere at all, all places that... You know, the downtown Chicago stations, they can't do because they can't be everywhere in the entire gigantic Chicago market. Well, I think this is the perfect gig for you for two reasons. One, you're no stranger to the Foxes. Yeah! <laughs> two, uh, you're no stranger to the Rock. Yeah, it's, it's you know, classic Rock is not what we played at Q101, of course, but that was 15 years ago in some cases, and so some of that music has started to... To, to enter that territory, you know, I'm not. I'm, for example, like, like Pearl Jam and well, Pearl Jam always had that 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 ethic of being. They always felt like a classic rock band, even when they were releasing new albums. Agreed. And and you know, I think that that for people who grew up in the early '90s, uh, who who loved Versus when it came out, you know, 21 years old. Well, that person's 45 now. It's so funny. I, I watch album sales and I watch what goes on in music on a regular basis. You mentioned Versus. I remember when that came out, 
debuted, sold, sold like a million copies right out of the gate. Can you imagine in your wildest dreams an artist being able to release an album first week selling anything more than 25,000 copies? Like a, like a new artist? Yeah. Oh. Or any artist. It, it would, can't be done. It would take... I bet you if Taylor Swift really tried to make it happen, she could make it happen. It would it, not it, not to a million. I just, I, it's changed that much. It would, but it would be something like where she doesn't even like give anyone anything, and you have to buy the whole thing up, up front. It would take something someone who's worked their entire career to reach the apex of the music industry and a giant stunt. Yes, to even get close. You're right. And here's the thing: to be certified as a gold selling record, you need to sell five hundred thousand copies of an album. Mm-hmm. It's at the point now where for an artist to hit gold, it's almost like being a Scientologist and going clear. It's just it's one of those things you've heard about happening. You, you think it might be attainable, but it just doesn't happen. Congratulations, Katy Perry. You've reached OT level six. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's talk rock and roll for a second since you're a rocker. Thank you. Ish. <laughs> do, you, do you play anything? I do not. I no. Let's if totally you, start a band. If you, I'm not good. Uh, I used to play piano as a kid. For a very short period of time, I think there's even a video still if you, on YouTube somewhere back when I was at the queue, they were paying me to take guitar lessons, like a nine-part I series. I remember that. And I got fired in the middle of the series. <laughs> Radio. Radio, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I remember going, hey, could I at least finish out the series? That's actually a decent amount of money. Oh. Hello? Hello? No. Nope. <laughs> right. First album you ever bought? Siamese Dream. No, really? That was the first album you ever bought? First album, yeah. I mean, I was always about the single and and things like that. It was, remember... How much 19- older am I than you? That seems like... When Siamese Dream came out, I was... That was summer of 93, right? Yeah. I was 14. Okay. So that was right in that era where I had my Philco uh, combination cassette player uh, flip-top uh, CD player. So Sweet. that was the first full one that, that I bought. Um, and I... Even now, it's the same one I have... Uh, you know, track eleven. I don't. What's what's your policy on swearing in this thing? Silver. F- Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually have uh, the second half of that word. I, I took out the jewel case and with a push pin scratched out the f word in case my mom and dad found it because I didn't. You know, they didn't realize. They, if I was bumping the chronic in my room at that time, <laughs> they probably would have had a problem. But they didn't mind loud guitars. Um, I even wrote in. In my booklet, which I have at home still, the exact same one, like my preferred track listing order, like my favorite songs, like I programmed it, because you could program CDs, which was a whole new thing back then. Oh, yeah. Listen to the songs in the order you want without having to fast forward. All right, so that Pumpkins album, I know you have an affinity for the Pumpkins. Yeah. If that was your first album, what was the first concert? Like, It was also Smashing Pumpkins. Was it really? Where yeah. at? Assembly Hall. Uh, Champagne? U- University of Illinois. Yeah. For real. Okay. So, modern day Smashing Pumpkins, are you still on board? You know, there was a time where I wasn't. I just thought, oh, he's, you know, Corgan's using the name, uh, you know, to kind of try to further his own career and try to make more money off of the success of the past. And I realized it was mostly his work. I mean, he really was mostly the Pumpkins. Now, I I do think that there's something about being in a band and, and coming together and creating this music. It represents a time in your life. And I do think that those... When the pumpkins, the pumpkins four, as they were, no matter what happened to them and how they you know, fight with each other, there was still something different about them and special about that quartet. Um, you know, I don't want to shut out my. It's it's harder as you get older to really keep yourself open to new music. It just this really, is something I wrestle with all the time, as you have life obligations, mm-hmm. kids. It's hard to find 
new stuff to listen to. And even find passion and, and feel as passionate about it as you were when you were 18 or, or 22. I think it's always been that way. Well, I, I find it's also hard to see live music. It's not cheap. No. You really have to be selective <laughs> about what you pay to see. Or you have to go see somebody you've literally never heard of you yes. know, at $5 on a Wednesday night. You can still do that. As an adult, though? No. <laughs> Once you cross a certain threshold, being that guy hanging out till 4 o'clock in the morning to catch the next big thing. James, we became those people! It's it's adulthood. It's life. We're transitioning. I'm never going to sell out, man. <laughs> now I'm sitting in a parking lot in Lake Zurich. <laughs> this is what radio's become. We're sitting here in a Mazda 3 with a couple of microphones. <laughs> it's, it's, hey, remember the good old days? We were sitting in those big studios in the Merchandise Mart. Now we're in a goddamn car. We're not even old yet. <laughs> I want to get to the point where I'm old. Like, that's like a goal. All right, yeah, so let's I'm see. I'm starving. I, I, I swear to God, it was like an hour and 45 minutes to get here tonight. For real? For real. Man, thank you for, thank you for making the drive. Well, it's a plan. I, I didn't mean to sound like a martyr, but I, the point is I'm starving. Dude, that's tough. An hour 45, that is not an easy drive. Friday rush hour. Yeah, it better be good barbecue then. Or, I, well, it does complain. smell good. Like, it smells like the real thing. I've been to barbecue places where you walk in and think, do they make... Do they cook meat here? What happens here? Where it smells like meat with sauce thrown on top of it. Yes. This smells legit. Uh, so we're going to bust it open, and uh, we'll pause as we bust it open here. All right. Car, car con carne. Alex and I are about to distribute. Did we get the same exact thing? We did. All right. So we both got the pulled pork entree. Yes, with cornbread and, coles- and coleslaw. Um, my fiance Tess, is a North Carolinian, and she has very specific and exacting... Uh, taste when it comes to barbecue. Well, sure. And so I wanted to get, get the uh, closest thing uh, on their menu. It looks like this does have like the, the brown caramel-colored sauce on it, so this would not be North Carolina barbecue. No, it would not. But it is pork. I gotta say, I, I don't like it, don't like it when the meat is pre-sauced. You like to add your own sauce? Yeah, totally. Alright, let's see. I've got Thank you. silverware for you. So Alex, I want wow, to... this silverware is embossed with the Carcon Carne logo. <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? Production well, value is up for season two, guys. I I want you to appreciate what's going on here. I have a hard drive recorder on my thigh. <laughs> or are you happy to see me? Yeah. I've got this giant microphone by my mouth. Or am I happy to see you? I got That was too uh, far, man. Your kids are listening. No, honestly, no, they're really nuts. They know not to listen to what Daddy does. <laughs> Daddy needs his alone time. Yeah. Daddy's had, doing his little meat show Did this again. come with buns? No, because it's the platter. Oh. We didn't, get the, we didn't get the sandwich. That's why he asked if you, if you wanted a bun. Oh. He gave us the bun or cornbread option. Yeah, I just realized it now. Okay, well, you know, that for a car, that's actually a lot better. Yeah. Well, when he first, we went in, and Alex asked the guy behind the counter, what's good here? And the guy said ribs, and I'm glad you didn't. I was going to have to talk you out of that. This is not the place to eat ribs. <laughs> Car. All right. This is hard enough as it is. I'm going to take uh, the first bite out of the... Uh... I'm right there with you. We're trying the pulled pork. It is pretty heavily sauced, and there's sweet sauce. All right. Well, the, the pork itself is uh, its clearly been worked on for a long time. It's melting in my is... mouth. Not a whole lot of flavor there. In the pork itself. Right. I definitely don't taste smoke in the pork. Uh-uh. That is a the sweet version of, of the sauce. Now, he did offer us a spicy uh, thing. I right? have that somewhere. It's, your kids are going to find it, like, next week. <laughs> no, I'm going to find it. I'm going to slide it in the car, sit down, and have it splat on my ass. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
that would be it's like a colonic in your car. <laughs> That's right. Not the first time. Uh, this tastes like slow cooker pork. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to set your crock pot at seven a.m., go to work and come home. This is what you'd come home to. Mm-hmm. Perfectly serviceable. Yes. Don't love it. Well, yeah, I, I could. This is not an hour forty-five one-way drive. Pork. This isn't. But you are, Alex. Aww. Uh-huh. Um, you know we do make that Tessie when we make our, our pulled pork, and she does because because you know slow cookers. Mm-hmm. It's a closed vessel. We cheat and put a look at smoke in. Oh, do you? It actually makes and and maybe she's mad. I just admitted that to the internet, but <laughs> you know you can't always build a pit. You can't always smoke outside. So smoking takes a long time. And you, and if you get it wrong, you just wasted a giant hunk of meat. Not feeling the mac and cheese either. Oh, let me let me get to that. I'm not convinced they make it. Oh, that would be a cardinal sin. If, uh, mm-hmm. the, it, it's definitely not blue box. I mean, these are giant the shells. shells yeah. um, bigger than usual. Pretty I mean, creamy. I swear, one of the worst sounds you can ever have here uh-huh. is someone else going through. Hmm. Not a whole lot of flavor. It tastes more like heavy cream than it does cheese. Yeah, that, that thing needs more cheese. thing needs about eight ounces of sharp cheddar. Something. Some breadcrumbs and on top of it. And nice. paprika. Mm-hmm. And there's no need to join the Clean Plate Club in Carcon Carne. If you're not feeling it... I had a, neat, I had a bowl of cereal for breakfast, and that's it today. What's your cereal of choice? Uh, today, it was... <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> Listen, you drive, you walk, you go buy things in Jewel, and they look cool. Alex, no matter what you say, Star- I'm going to be a one-upper on you. It's the new Star Wars cereal. Ooh. Okay, you may have won. I did have booberry this morning. Whoa, you still got booberry left? Yeah. I'm the only one eating it. The kids don't eat it. Do they not realize what what, what they have in front of them? <laughs> Man, kids don't appreciate 80s cereals the way we used to. So you had Star Wars cereals, I had booberry. <laughs> And we're grown men. <laughs> Hooray for adults. This cornbread's awful. It's dry. Don't do it. <laughs> Whoa. Simon Cowell of the... Uh... <laughs> of barbecue. I'm trying to help you, dude. You know, we did... I did think this was a possibility. It's definitely not inedible. Bad. No, it's just... For your hard-earned barbecue dollar, you can do better. You know, the place I was going to recommend... But it's like an extra hour and a half for JVO to drive. <laughs> I'd have to charter a flight. Like, I'm not joking either. It would be just off the the square in good old-fashioned Woodstock, Illinois, the Barbecue King. If you are listening to me and you are in that area, you might already know, but if you haven't tried it, you have to try it. Can the Fox do a remote there? They better. Can we get you and Sherman out there? Oh, he's got to sleep at some point. Get Pat Capone out there, man. Shred some guitar licks. And some pork. Yeah, dude can play. Yeah, dude can play. That's one of the cool things. I mean, just listening to him, you know, over the last couple of weeks, applying for the job, you know, taking a more critical and thoughtful ear to the station compared to the years before where I was just listening to the station. Because mm-hmm. I was listening. It's it's a pretty damn good station. And he has this awesome bit where he legit plugs in his guitar. I don't know how they have it run through the board, but it works. And he'll just play riffs that he feels like on the Friday drive home. And it sounds... It, 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 my first time I heard it, I didn't. I wasn't sure he was actually doing it. 
you know I thought maybe he just had a good production CD of some guitar riffs that were almost perfect but not quite so you think he's you know playing it live nah he does it for real I'm looking for I'm basically if he wanted to do that his whole show every day I don't think I could in good conscience stop him and are you still doing the uh, the drive thing with North yeah thankfully uh, both both Greg and Curtis and, and 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 the drive are letting me do it and Kathleen is okay with me doing it you know, competitors-ish, but also this, there are such different universes. Totally different, yeah. That it, that it's okay. So, you know, I I really enjoy doing that. Um, Mike's Mike is one of a kind. <laughs> there are five post-game shows on the radio in Chicago. Four of them sound the same, and there's us. Mm-hmm. Not it's not just about the FM band, although that does help delineate the, the, the differences as well. It's very different, and honest to God, when the Bears are like this, when they're comically bad, Pappy is the post-game show you want. Yeah, I, it's kind of like Carcon Carne. You don't want the food to be good. It's more entertaining when they're bad. No one wants to listen to people have a good time. Hey, and if you're reading a book, you don't want you don't want to read 300 pages of someone enjoying his or her life. Page you want you want to you want the discomfort. You want to <laughs> discomfort. Yeah. Well, I don't want the discomfort here, man. Well, actually, the discomfort will probably come later on tonight. Oh, yeah, that's that's the payoff at the end. <laughs> I have one Mike North story. It's not even much of a story, but um, I was working at XRT. I had just been hired to do the night show, uh, 7 to midnight. They fired a wonderful DJ, someone who I grew up listening to, Johnny Mars. Yes. And I was put in this horrible position where I had to replace Johnny Mars, who's irreplaceable. He's a you know, Chicago radio legend. He's and, a legit legend, Johnny. And, Someone who I became friends with, and I think he's the best. So there was a staff meeting. This is when XRT and the score shared space on 4949 West Belmont in this tiny little broadcast facility. They were waiting for the meeting to start. And Mike North says across the room before the meeting starts to Frankie Lee, Hey, Frank, who's that asshole they got to replace Johnny Mars with? (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Uh I was that asshole. Hey, how you doing, James? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I said, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that asshole? Who's that asshole? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't think he meant. You know what? I, I'll ask him what he meant. <laughs> I'll ask him on I'm Sunday. Sure this, this was 2001. I mean, it was 14 years ago. Holy cow, man! Uh huh. How about that? Yeah, I, you know that was actually, and that was right when. I mean, I barely got to know you at Q, and that's when I. I didn't know you. I you, mean, we you started met. after I left. I left well, there in December of 2000. That's my first, the first time I was there was December 2000. Like, I, I, I met you in the hallway, like, once, mm-hmm. maybe twice. Because I, I came up for, you know, Dave, Dave Richards, who's now out in Seattle. He, the king of Seattle. Uh, he brought me in for an interview, and then I was doing paperwork, and then mm-hmm. it was right around that time. Got it. Yeah, so we barely crossed paths there, and then we crossed paths a few years later. All over the place. Oh. Because, like, really, like any industry, I say that broadcasting is a small business. Every industry is. I mean, ours we're very aware of, but I'm sure if you're working at the Dollar Tree, you know all the other Regional. Dollar Generals, the uh, Family Dollars. They have, like, Rumbles. All right, so did you give up on what you have? You know, the mac and cheese is, uh, it's okay. I'm going to give it an okay. But it, I think you're right. There's elements of that that aren't quite... Uh, you know, not everything can be awesome. Not everything can be awesome. But I appreciate you giving this a shot here, spending your Friday night with me. Dude, I, I'm you. thank you for driving out here, man. I appreciate dinner. All right, so Alex Quigley, Middays at the Fox. Yes. 
corner office at the Fox. Do you have a corner office? I th- I think so, actually. Yeah, dude, come on, I got to visit. Well, it's you know right up there on Route 14, right by McHenry uh, County uh, Community College. That's Lovely. where the studios are, right? Star 1055 and 1039 The Fox. Awesome. Uh, I'm glad you landed there. Seems Thank like you, man. Great place for you. Uh, and thanks for sitting and eating barbecue with me. You know, Lake Zurich never smelled better. It's so true. Uh, Carcon Carne is on the web, carconcarne.com, Twitter at Carcon Carne. And uh, yeah, thanks, Alex. You're welcome. Thank you for a so so dinner. <laughs>